Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The classic is. Recognize this fellow? Well, you will when he tries to destroy all good in the universe. Oh, no. I'm a reasonable man. Former Beatle George Harrison brings together John Cleese, Sean Connery, Shelley Duvall, Catherine Hellman, Michael Palin, David Warner in a journey more ridiculous than history. Thank you very much. Very, 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 very much. Time Bandits. Oh, Hello and welcome to Smash Pod Royale, a podcast celebrating all the Bond films and Bond-related films by those who enjoy, hey, or you know, just aren't asked about them, hosted by me, John Rain. This week, we'll be venturing into the time of legends to seek treasure, home appliances, and to try not to get sent to the small claims court. Yes, it's Time Bandits, and joining me to get stinking rich is John Thompson back again. Hello, John. Hello, John. Um, Thanks for having me back. Thanks for being back. That's all right. I, I'd see you put out a call to what was your favourite smirch, and I got a few uh, honourable mentions. I'd like to thank everyone on um, on social media that said that. So uh, that kind of spurred me on because it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, you've and been I'm, busy. I have indeed. Yes, yeah. I've been. Um, well, of course, as you know, my bread and butter is the voiceover. Mm. So I'm or either doing police interceptors or bargain loving Brits in the sun. Oh. Um, yeah. Yes, but it's is forty now in the daytime. There's oh. four. We have to do forty-eight of them. Some halfway mark. I think I've done about twenty-four. Bloody hell! Mm. So they just do they just like send you the, the clips and scripts? And I go to Media them? City for that. I can't oh. do that from home, but I do police interceptors at home. Oh, good. So, and in the meantime, I've just got a part in Sister Boniface on BBC, which is the female equivalent of Father Brown. Yeah, which I'm very grateful for. Yeah, with was it was it um, Lorna Lorna Watson? Yes. 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 It's a lovely place to film and a lovely crew and cast. So 
I'm very I'm delighted because I've not done much drama this year. Mm. I'm a slave to the self tape, and I'm I'm, I'm I'm going to write to Equity and, and demand a questionnaire. Mm. Yeah, because I don't know what's going on. I don't I really. I, I want to know how it works across the board mm. because no one's getting them, and I don't know how we, I don't understand how it works. But funnily enough, guess who self taped for the remake of Time Bandits? It wasn't you, was it? It was indeed me. I went Aww. for the dad. Oh. Um, but it's a new take on it. Yeah, it's a TV series, isn't it? I believe it is a TV. Mm. Yeah, it lends itself perfectly. But mm. um, it does. It does. But why would we talk about that? Which is clearly rubbish because <laughs> you're not going to be in it. Um, well, we could talk about the original classic film of time. Indeed, Bandits. we can. Yeah. Well, it was one of my absolute favourites of all time. I, mm. I have to say, I'm a huge fan. Mm. I'm a huge fan of the map. Isn't it? It's very nice to look at. It is nice to look at, isn't it? It's, so it's a wonderful thing. A nice way to open the film. And it's, it's one of those films that I saw very young. Um, and I've just, it's it, all the little in- intricacies of it, I've just been obsessed with them all my life. There's so many little moments in this that are just embedded in my brain. Yeah. It, it's, it left a great impression on me when I first saw it. Mm. Um, but what I like is that there's a because it it's written by Michael Palin, isn't it? That's right. Yes. Yeah. So it's full of his eccentricities as well. Uh, particularly, I, I always like the joke that the parents are more obsessed with gadgets than their oh, child. Brilliant. Yeah, completely obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get on to that because I was mm. having a bit of a. I was having a, a, a real because I'm a bit of a bit of a foodie and a cook, and mm. I was having a look at what what was state of the art. Yes. Uh, then. Mm. Considered, you know, all the mod cons that they had, yeah, that, that were, were quite redundant now, really. Yeah, what did they have? Magic mm. mixes and things. Well, they did. Yes, there was three mm. kind of blend. I think there's three, three different sorts of blender on the top shelf, mm. which which would would have cost a pretty penny back then. Oh yeah, but I was probably built to last. Probably working still today. Still working now. Yeah, I was obsessed with the tea set. They got this little white tea set with a blue and red shape going around the cup. It looks beautiful. Oh, I didn't. I didn't spot that. Yeah, that's two two podcasts in a row now. I've got about the tea set. Sorry about that, everybody. Oh, it's all right. Actually, like tea sets. Um, must have <clears throat> must have been a chimp in a past life. Well, you've evo- <laughs> well you've you've evolved, haven't you? That's probably what it is. It's the inner chimp. It's still the inner chimp enjoying the tea party. It's the taste. Yeah. It yeah. is. Mm. Um, but Kevin's parents, played by David Dacre and Sheila Fern. That's right. Uh, David Dacre, porridge. Yes. Yes, porridge and Boone. Yeah, Boone. Yeah. Um, as I say, they're gadget obsessed, and they're watching this constantly watching this game show hosted by a very young Jim Broadbent. Jim Broadbent, yeah, yeah, yes. Your money or your wife, isn't it cool? Your money or your life? Oh, oh it is. it's your money or your life. Oh, maybe the evil version's your life. No, the wrong. money. You're right. It's your mm. money or your life mm. because it's her husband that he's in. He's the one in jeopardy. Yeah. It was the other way around. It would be your money or your wife. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Um, but Kevin is fascinated by history. He's trying to reel off loads of historical facts to his mum and dad, but they're just not listening. They're talking about friends no, of theirs no. who have got new gadgets. Yes, yeah, so there's something so much. Uh, yeah, uh, I made a note of it actually. Hmm. The Moors—they've got a microwave, uh, microwave that defrosts birth bourguignon in eight seconds. While Kevin says the ancient Greeks had 44 different ways of armed combat, <laughs> and they're oblivious to this. Well, he says the dad says, "Well, at least I've got a two-speed hedge cutter." Oh yes. Uh, also, yes, he does. And also, what I love is that that very uh, middle class thing that, particularly in America, not so much this country, John. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 plastic cladding left on the sofa. Yes. 
but it's I, not aesthetically pleasing. I, no, and I did know a friend from school whose parents did have that. Yeah, and it's horrible. It's not good, is it? No. Unless someone has a very weak bladder <laughs> and wears like tenor pants, you know, and a thin material. <laughs> or the there's some sort, of, some sort of sort of horrible sort of swinging stuff going on. Possibly white yeah. clean. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. One thing I, I forgot to say: the my initial shock at the start of the film when the titles come on mm. was John Cleese's billing over Sean Connery. Yes, and then the shock. penny drops. Mm. It's actually alphabetical. Yeah, yeah. I think they like to do that in the old days, didn't they? To make it so egos don't get in the way. Well, it's a very it's a great thing. Or order mm. of appearance is yeah. often the the thing. But what mm. someone will often do in an American show like Columbo is mm. if they have got a made, made a, a bit of a name for themselves, they'll list the cast alphabetically and they'll go and mm. or with with or special guest. Yeah, I can't be asked. It's about the job I put in. It's, yeah. it's about the, the goods delivered. Yeah. Plus, really. it was always Patrick McGowan. Yeah. <laughs> Never kissed on screen, you know. Never kissed a woman on screen. Is that true? Yeah, that was a trivial pursuit question. That's really interesting. I didn't there know that. There you go. No, he's never kissed a woman on screen. There you go. Oh. But that, you know, did he like kiss a dog or something? Or quite well, maybe. In I, I don't know about his early work. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, like so, Stallone's, uh, you know, dubious oh, yeah. films. Italian Stallion. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> so a young Jim, Jim Board bent, and uh, yeah. we see a, a nod to Kevin's real interest in history, uh, mm. uh, Napoleon. Yeah. But there's all, that's the thing. When you say it's the little details, mm. when, you see, when you've seen it and know what happens, and then you see his bedroom, you can see there's all little motifs yeah. littered around the room yeah. of things to come. Yes, and we'll we'll get to that because there's a there's a big question at the end I want to ask you. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. So he, he gets sent to bed. He goes to bed, um, and um, he's he's sleeping, and then an armored knight on a horse bursts in. To his yes, bedroom. that's right. Is this armored knight a sex offender, or is it just chance? It's just. I think it's chance, really. Okay, good. Yes, good. He, I, 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 I would think he's an honourable knight, <laughs> despite his his erect lance <laughs> and um, appearing in a boy's bedroom. Yeah, you yeah. know, I think he deals with it very well. I don't. I mean, I would literally have. You'd have had to have plastic coat the bed. Yeah, you would. You would. Yeah. <laughs> but did you notice that the knight makes a noise, which is the same noise the intruders make in America, or in London? Oh, the sort of screaming demonic voice. Is that the same as the kind of steerhead, uh, sickle-handed beings later? That yeah, sort of similar. Yeah. That sort of mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But when they break into his house in America, from London, and his dream and shoot everyone, they all oh yes, noise. that bit. Mm. That's right. Yes, yeah. the Nazi monster interlopers. Yeah. Yes, and what a fantastic scene that oh, is! Oh my god, it's so shocking. Yeah. Isn't that tie in with a bit when he's running through the woods and then sees himself asleep in the? Yeah. Oh my god, that bit as well. He gives that really weird, horrible grimace. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's yes. Yeah. yeah it's, it's yeah. That's t- top scares that one. That's it right is. up there with Salem's Lot. That. Oh god. In yeah. the jail cell. I was going to say anyway, it's like Salem's Lot because up the road from there, Ted Moult's doing an ad- Everest advert. Is he? Yeah. Is he? He's clawing oh. at the window and the kid can't hear him. And he's the, saying, "It's good, isn't it?" 
<laughs> the feathers floating down. Um, so I yeah. noticed because mm. it's of my era. This and I, mm. uh, I, as he closes the door. Oh yeah. So the dad comes. Obviously, there's a noise. There's quite a noise because yeah. there's a, a knight in armor has entered his bedroom. Honorable knight. And, he's, and, and the dad, the dad resembles a PE teacher. Yeah. A comb over and a trackie. He's uh, just typical PE teacher. That bullet Probably Baxter. quite violent mm. in that era and getting away with it. Mm. Yeah, because we had one of them. He, apparently, I was, I was. Uh, he got, he got sacked, and I was very. The, his his his, his behaviour caught up with him. So. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah, so you'd like you know pull hair until it came out, and you know oh, grip goodness. your cheek and sp- pull you by your cheek, and oh yeah, yeah, all that. But, he might uh, possibly be dead now, though. So that's good. Yeah, could be, couldn't yeah. he? Yeah. Uh, as he closes the door, there's a beautiful, um, like, you know, you used to be able to get uh, cutouts in, in comics that mm. you could stick in a scrapbook. There's a lovely Lee Majors, oh. a six million dollar man next to the mm. door, I noted. Mm. Lee Fawcett Majors. Yes. Yeah. That was my favourite, one of my favourite shows um, uh, ever. Well, the six million dollar man. Oh, I loved it. Especially yeah. the to be continued mm. Bionic Sasquatch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, episode oh yeah do you remember it yeah i do with piercing blue eyes is that it's a sort of a giant a bit a little bit odd bod junior it's fine tonight (laughs) it was a bit he was a bit like but steve austin he pulled his arm off did he and he was robotic and there was a ufo in that episode and oh my god it was all going on there's a lot of drugs in those days yeah, it was good. There were good drugs as well. Good, really good shit. Really good shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, his dad says, what the bloody hell's going on in here? Get going back on to in bed. here. Yes. So, the next day... He can't wait. Can't oh, yeah, wait. I've got in the kitchen here. It said, oh. it's apparent the family are particularly very keen on the latest g- gadgetry of 1981. Mm. Now let me see. I was twelve in nineteen eighty one. I think yes, I was twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, a microwave with three different kinds. Uh, a microwave, three different kinds of food processor, yeah, uh, and a, a blender and a cake mixer and another microwave. And they're all eating and out of disposable metal dishes. Yes, American TV dinners. Mm. The, you know the classic. Yes. When I see those tin type things, I always think of Mr. Brain's faggots. Of course. Because they come in the tin foil thing. Voiced by Timothy Dalton, the advert. Get out. Yeah, Mr. Brain's faggots. How brilliant is that? Yeah. Well, do you know what a a really weird, a real random blast from the past? Mm. Otex for, Otex eardrops for waxy build-up. Right. Michael Rod from Screen Test. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> of course. Imagine that meeting. Who, who would be? Bless the him. It's not voice? on much. His repeats are terrible. <laughs> I mean, I've met him, and he's he's deaf as a post, so he'd be perfect. Is he? Yeah. Oh God, you'd have thought they'd have given him a year's supply, wouldn't you? Mm. No, Bless him. Maybe he used it up in a week. Uh, they sat around the TV, and mm. um, I believe it's probably is it still it's is it not, it's their favourite show? Is it? Is it? Yeah, uh, it's still yeah. your money or your life. Yeah, and um, I made sure and, and made a note of the TV brand, and mm. I, I do remember them, Finlandia. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. was the TV. Yeah, that was probably like a what, like a twenty-inch maybe. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. 
They've got the thing is they they they're quite comfortable because they've got everything, haven't they? Really, I mean, oh, you yeah. know, Kevin's lucky to have shoes. Really, I was going to say he's lucky he gets fed. Uh, well, I love the question that so the hun- the husband on the game show within mm. the, the 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 art within the art. Yeah. So Jim Broadbent's game show, uh, the question that's being asked, absolute pure python. I love it. Mm. Uh, so the husband's dangling over a giant bowl of custard with the potential to drown in it. Yeah. And the question is, what famous film star begins with C? Mm. Brilliant. <laughs> That's a good one. It's a cracker, isn't it? That's pure Python, that. Yeah. I mean, now you say it, I can't think of one. Clint Eastwood? Oh, there you go. There. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it begins with C. We can't have good old Sean. No. Because that's his surname. No. No. Uh, so Kevin goes to bed, but he packs like a bag of supplies. So he's got a yeah, Polaroid he camera. Wait, he? he can't believe it's happened. So he's, he's, he's giddy for, the, for it to happen again. Yeah, he's thinking a, a big man's going to come in my room again and shout at me. Yes, I noticed some of the details of the room again. Mm. Uh, there's a clown picture, uh, and then there's a strange boomerang, boomerang type thing in a frame. Mm. And uh, do you remember Pelham's puppets? Yeah, in the yellow boxes. Mm. Yeah, they're quite scary. Some of them. He's got a skeleton. Yeah, that's right. And he's also yeah. got some of the bits of sort of Lego-looking stuff that you see at the end on his floor. Ah. Uh. I, there's a night as well. Yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, there's all sorts. Um, but he's in bed, and then suddenly some lads come tumbling in. And why have I put Paul Beryl? Paul. Oh, yes. That I was using. You know, my system with this is to. Uh-huh. So it is to, to watch it at 1.5 speed on the PlayStation mm. and, uh, and make notes using his voice dictation. When you've written and Paul the, Beryl? You know, I put Paul Beryl, and do you know what it's written? Oh. Paul Borrell. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Lady Diana's disgraced butler. Maybe he came in and nicked some of the silver while the, off I the think time he's yeah. probably He's been all through Kevin's diary, <laughs> tried to sell it to the news of the world. He's been through um, time to nick everything, yeah. <laughs> yes. He's be, he'd, be, he'd be a great bandit going through mm. time stealing diaries and selling to, to red top newspapers, wouldn't well, he? He'd have a whale of a time. He would. He'd make a few quid and all. Yeah. And maybe he'd get killed. He, yeah, well... Who knows? Who but knows? he's armed with a Polaroid, uh, Kevin. Just yeah. I, I like that idea because mm. it was a big thing when you were a kid that age because mm. you'd say, I've got a pet mouse, and they'd go, no, you haven't yeah. at school. And you'd go, all right, I'll bring it in. Mm. And you wouldn't, you'd get into trouble yeah, because you're not supposed to bring a mouse to school. No, you can't do that. Yeah, there was always that. It was a, a very kind of, there was a really strong written in stone. Well, prove it. Mm-hmm. So he, he, that's why he's got the, the Polaroid. That's a very good point. I remember having to bring in one of my Transformers. Because well, you haven't got that one. Yeah. And I, I yeah. should have just said, well, I have. But because I'm a child, I'm like, well, I'll bloody bring it in then. Yeah, it's like, and there was a figurine panini, you know, panini, mm. figurine, mm. figurine panini. There was a horror one. And I've got, it was, I never completed it. Mm. But someone said to me, no, there isn't. And I went, yes, there is. <laughs> and they went, bring it in. And I did. And he shut up. Of course he did. He did shut up. Yeah. That wasn't that teacher, was it? No. No. <laughs> Mr. Colgan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He was the head of my uh, house, uh, oh. yeah, David House. Oh, yeah. anyway. Mm. Oh, Wasn't that Lash. the part Hugh Laurie played in America? Oh, did he play House? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, did. David House. I see. <laughs> yes, I get it. I'm sorry, I'm a bit slow. That's I've just, right. I've just come back from the dentist. Actually, I'm so glad I'm not numb anymore. I thought I was going to be. My name is John Thompson. Oh my God! It'd be like but John Merrick is on here. 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's all right. I'm still lost a bit of top lip uh, movement, but it's all right. I'm sounding okay. Yeah, you do. You sound normal. I don't. You you might have a bulbous head for all I know. Well, you, it's just as well we're not we're not on video, isn't it? It's not it's not pretty, John. Uh, it'd be disconcerting, I think. Yeah, it was. It's hard. It's hard seeing that. Um, but yeah, so so the time bandits come in. Here they come. And he turns yeah, on heroes his torch. Enter. And he had one of those. He's got one of those metal torches he used to get in the early eighties, like the one with the plastic buttons. That's right. Just the one battery. Yeah. Um, probably a weird battery. With big the, fat battery. Yeah, 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 big fat one, like mm. a D. Yeah. A D battery. Maybe two. Maybe two. Two Ds, yeah. Big fuckers. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't get them anywhere. No. Per, per, could, could was, could, the, the, compared to the, I mean, the beams you can get today. Oh. Um, be unbelievable. They can go to the moon. Yeah, million candles and all that, isn't it? Mm. I think we in the 70s. In the 80s, it was about, like a, about, about eight, wasn't it? Yeah. Eight, eight, eight tea lights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but because, well, you, you talk about the brightness of his torch, he shines it at the time balance, and they think it's the supreme being. Well, they do. And we'll see why, because it's that classic thing of lighting your face under your chin kind of face yes. that supreme being becomes later. It is. So we've got six dwarves, n- n- yeah. not seven, which we'll get on. We'll get on. We'll, we'll get on. Come, to that. We'll get on to that. So yeah. we've got Randall, yeah, played by David Rappaport. Oh, he's wonderful in this, isn't he? Yeah. I remember him as Shades on Tiz was as well. Oh yeah, yeah. And he did an advertiser, I believe. Um, Fidget Kenny Baker had the great yeah. pleasure of meeting on a, a few occasions, and mm. his son. Mm. His son is full size and a brilliant mm. stills photographer for tele- television and film. Wow. Strutter. Yeah. Malcolm Dixon, um, uh, I'm not familiar with. No. I've not worked with. Og I recognise as Jabber's tail operator. That's right. Yes. We've all seen the sweaty footage of this poor fella. Haven't we? Working that tail. Yeah, because there's a shot of a a maquette of of Jabber with Mm. like two action men in it. Yeah. One with a beard. Mm -hmm. And then then, then, then they show a small... He goes, I'll work the tail and if Jabber gets a bit... uh, if it gets in a bit of a bad mood, I kind of whip it about a bit. Like. I mean, that is literally what he says. He goes, yeah, he goes. If he's in a bad mood, he can whip it around a bit. But he's absolutely dripping in sweat. He's pouring. Yeah, pour. It's the it's the arse end job. Literally, oh. it's so poor. I, I feel sorry. Poor, for poor man. All them and the Gregarian guard people. They just had no oh. air, and they. Were oh just... yeah, the Gregarian guard, Gamorian, Gamorian, yeah. Gamorian guard. Pardon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I remember watching uh, the uh, behind-the-scenes stuff when it came out. Yeah, they all looked fucking like Tenko. Just like Tenko. Yeah, Tenko inside Jabba the Hutt. I'll tell you a story about Tenko. Do you want to hear it? Good, yeah, so, love to hear the, it. Uh, uh, um, Tenko, for those of you who don't know, was sat in a Japanese women's prison, and it was literally, you know, you can imagine the humidity of the mm. conditions. And um, apparently, uh, they would recruit they, because it was a women's prison. They, 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 for, for big scenes, mm. I think they, they filmed it in somewhere like Newport Pagnell or something. Right. But yeah. they they um they, they required you know a regular stream of extras, and then a, a very very large plus size lady arrived and <laughs> said, uh, "Oh, she said, and what have you come for?" And then she went, "I'm here for Tenko." <laughs> and they went, "Oh, I'm sorry, it's uh, I th- I'm I'm really sorry. I don't know how to put this, but I said it's it's a women's prison. You, you you're a prisoner of war." It's virtually a concentration camp, and you'd be very emaciated. And she went, mm. "Oh, I see, I see." She went, "Could I, could could I have a word with the director?" They went, "Well, I don't think that's possible." Well, well could you and just say, "I only turned up yesterday." <laughs> <laughs> great, isn't it? That's a very good story. It's a great story. <laughs> 
This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, we move on. Uh, yes, yeah, so Strutter, Malcolm Dixon, done him. Yeah, yeah. Og, Mike yeah. Edmonds. Yeah, that. Yeah, Wally, Jack Purvis. Mm, I, I, yeah. I knew Jack Purvis's son. Really? Yeah, my brother I... went to school with him. Really? Because mm. uh, one of the, one of the he, they were in a he, him and Kenny were in a double act called the Mini Tones. That's right. They used to be on Little and Large. Uh, yes, and I've I've seen them perform live when I worked behind the bar in Pontins in Ainsdale, Southport. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So I, I've seen them perform, and um, uh, Kenny was lived to a ripe old age. And I, 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 I said to I don't know how we got onto little people and dwarves when people working in this. Uh, but I've, my mate Bradley Walsh mentioned that uh, Jack hmm. um, was killed by electric gates. I shouldn't laugh. It was well, killed by being crushed by electric gates. It was his car rolled backwards. It was a cut. Mm. It was Carl, yes. I, I re- it was Carl. And that didn't over. kill him. He went, he, he went in a wheelchair, but he sadly died a few years later, yeah. Was it, it, was, Jack, was it jacked up and he was working on it and it came down on him or, or it just ro- it just his car ro- crushed him? From what I heard, I think the car hadn't braked properly and just rolled backwards as he was doing the game. Right. Because my mate got gave uh, Kenny Baker a lift home in his Rolls. Um, he'd had a drink, and he mm. he lived in Preston, where I grew up. Mm. And he had a Rolls Royce, and the, to operate the pedals of the car, there were blocks built up so he could that's do right. it. You know, yeah, that's the same with Jack. Jack had apparently, yeah. Anyway, one night someone said Kenny wasn't in the roller, and he, he, he I think he's done panto. You know, mm. um, it's that classic one. Which one? And they all look at you, <laughs> <laughs> and you go, "Sorry, I'm really sorry." <laughs> And they go, it's not checking a beanstalk, is it? <laughs> so, so, it actually happened to Justin Morehouse on, on his Phoenix Nights. He went, oh, Panso, which one? And they all went, and stared at him. Oh, yeah, it's I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, the story was, um, Kenny Baker was, uh, mm. he said, uh, he goes, it's all right, I'll get in the front. So he got in the front. Mm. And he, he said, oh, you better put your belt on. And he went, well, all right. And he, so he put his belt on, but he stood in the footwell. Right, and he went. Oh, I can't. You shouldn't really do that, Kenny. It's a bit dangerous. He went. No, no, no. I'm all right. 
Mm. And he went, what you he goes, you should sit down. And he went, no, no, no. He said, well, what are you standing up everywhere? So I could navigate. <laughs> so he had to stand in the footwell with his hands on the dash. Right. So he could see, he knew where to tell him where to drop him off. My God. Oh, that could have been awful. Imagine if there'd have been some sort of prang, he'd have gone flying, wouldn't he? He'd have banged his head very hard on the... Well, no, hopefully there would have been an airbag and he'd have been all right. Well, let's, let's hope, hope so. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah, it would have looked so, like yeah. that old James Bond car where you can do the ejector seat. <laughs> yes, the old, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd to scale as well. But I don't know why no, Ken, terrible, I, I, Kenny, for a character option, he's gone for no teeth in this. Uh, yes, isn't that it's, 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 it's it's weird, interesting? Isn't it? Yeah, he's no, no teeth in. Also, it must have been difficult him being famous for being R2D2 when you're actually just inside. Yeah, a machine thing. Exactly, not great. I did see him. It really made me laugh because uh, the guy—is it Peter Mayhew? Played, mm. Yeah, very Too shy. Yeah, very shy man. Mm. And he went, "You used to, you get fan mail for R two D two, don't you?" Went, yeah, that's right. Ladies, <laughs> send me lovely letters, and the, 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 he goes, "It's mad, isn't it? I'm a robot." But he goes, "I get all these lovely letters." And they, they looked. He turned to Pete. They turned to Peter Mayhew, and they said, "Well, well, if R two D two gets fan mail." From the ladies, it went. How does Chewbacca get on? And he went. Oh, and Kenny Baker chipped in. He went. He gets it. He goes. Oh, really? Who from? He went. The Planet of the Apes. <laughs> I roared. It's the idea that the Planet of the Apes are, are like see Chewbacca as a pinup. Yeah, they would, wouldn't they? <laughs> well, he'd, he'd be like their Sarah Fawcett. He's, you know, he, he, I, that's such a great, very meta kind of. Yeah. You know, world within worlds. I love the idea that the planet apes find uh, find uh, Chewbacca sexually attractive. Oh, God, they'd be all over that. The dirty little beggars. They would. Okay, we move on. Oh yeah. Hmm. What we've got the a couple t- of more time bandits, haven't we? Uh, we've got vermin, tiny yeah. Ross. Mm. And there's one. The, the idea was to, the word the word to be seven, mm. and there was a horse flesh, mm. but they didn't do seven for the simple reason that they didn't get any trouble with Disney. Oh, of course. That's why. Uh, and we should say as well, the names of each one of them are so good. Yes. So Randall, got... Fidget, yeah. Strutter, Og, Wally, Vermin, and the one that sadly passed away, Horseflesh. The Horseflesh is such an amazing name. It conjures yeah, up all sorts name, of imaginations. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so they have a bit of a, a tussle in the bedroom. Not like that. They do. Mm. Not like that, no. 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 And then the Supreme... They're always fighting, aren't they? They're always falling out. They are. They're going to get Kevin, and then the Supreme Being turns up. Now, I like this effect. This this looks like one of those animations... I like this effect. Like where they've done a photocopy animation. It kind of looks like that. Like a it's Xerox a, thing. Kind of... Yeah, it's an interesting way of working. It's... it's, a, it's, a, it's yeah. It's mm. kind of like um, an animated photo, isn't it? Yes. It's a bit but, like the but, Take but, On Me the, video. Monochrome. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. It's good though. That's amazing. I like it very when much. I was a little kid, and it's quite been... frightening. Yeah, this used to scare me as a little kid. Hmm. Mm. Um, so they run away, and they find out that the wall pushes. Now, again, as a kid, this fascinated me. I used to kind of try and push my bedroom wall. See if yours would work. Yeah. yeah didn't know. Yeah. No. Similar sort of effect. Is that kind of happens into Hellraiser a bit, doesn't it? When you it open the box, that, that the wall slides, the sliding wall. I mean, this would have and been a very different game. film if <laughs> <laughs> a very different film if, if Pinhead turned up. It would, wouldn't it? Mm. Yes. Uh, um, so they they fall through a hole. Kevin obviously is pushed along with them, and they land in Italy during the 1796 Battle of Castiglione. 
oh, there is a good gag where he goes, check the door, and he checks the door, but there's he, he goes, there's no window above the door. Mm. There's no kind of sight line through. He just checks the door. That's right. He runs up that plank. Yeah. Runs up a plank. Yeah. But there's no, you know, some of those house, houses have a, like a window mm. section above the door, mm. but it's just solid. And he, he goes and checks. So I, I love that. That's all the detail. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. So Kevin learns that Randall is in charge. Well, we get that good joke where they said, we agreed there would be no leader. And he says, that's right. Now shut up and do what I say. Exactly, mm. and there's the pushing the door. I've got here that they do the, do it. You go after the three, one, and then they push it. And he goes, "You never do it on one." Mm. And he goes, "What is it?" He goes, "It's three, and then they push." <laughs> They're great though. They're like panto gags, you know. Like when yeah. I nod my head, you hit it. I love all that. Yeah. Have you done panto? I have. I'm doing it this year. Oh. I've done. Um, I'm doing Abenazar in Derby. Oh my goodness me! Yes, you get that plug in. I've done him before, actually. I did him at the Opera House, so mm. yeah. But I, but I don't. I think I'm. I'm. In, I'm. I'm. Fear of my life of cancellation for any kind of Arabian Aladdin. Oh, I see. You know, yeah. Just you know, I don't, even if it's accurate, uh, John. I, I, yeah, it's just. Yeah. So. Uh, just, just do your own voice. Yeah, I, I think I might. Yeah. I might, might posh it up a bit. Yeah, do a posh yeah. voice. Yeah, it's a good idea. Um, that's ten quid. The, uh, the the do you know what the, the 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 supreme being reminds me of a bit the, the, Who? the equally terrifying Wizard of Oz. Oh yeah, yes, with the green kind of Mekon. I was going to say Mekon also definitely terrible, terrifying. Mm. That's kind of enlarged dome. Yes, I used to be quite scared of the Mekon. Yeah, they did. They never really done. Have they done Dan Dare as a movie? No, I think no, I think no. Sky did like an animation about thirty years ago, but no one right. watched it. No one's done it. It's a very 50s thing, but that could be quite cool if they brought it back Good. and made it all... Well, you know, you heard it here first, everybody. Yeah. It's yeah. our idea. Yeah. You'd do a good Mekon voice, I reckon. I'm sure I could. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, John. Uh, a crash landing into Fantastic. a French farmhouse. The yeah. shot is set up as if they got a crash through the roof, mm. but I don't think they could pull that off. Mm. Because I think the the actual, I mean, there was no health and safety then. No. But I just feel that the, the idea of dropping six small gentlemen through a roof. And a child. And a child. So yeah. I love what they do. You see them, you see, you, so there's a close-up of a goose and a large amount of fuller's earth cast across the ground. Yeah. As people fall a very short distance. Very short distance. Yes. And you've, what I love about vermin... I mean, I, I take this turns. is where we are introduced mm. to our team, isn't exactly, it? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Because you get vermin trying to eat a chicken. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's uh, where the geeks would do, wouldn't they? You know, yeah. a geek. You know, yeah. geek. That's where it comes from. So geeks, like myself, I count myself a, a geek mm. and a bit of a Bond nerd. I would imagine you do too. Yeah. But a geek will eat anything. That was what he did at the sideshow. So geeks are people that can just digest information oh, and say. That's save interesting. It. I didn't. So know that's that. where it comes from. Yeah. So the original terminology for geek was the you know the travelling fairs with the freak shows. Yeah. The geek would eat literally. You give him a light bulb and he'd scoff it or a chicken. <sighs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. So vermin is a proper geek. He's a geek, yeah, oh, absolutely. The original and best. <laughs> you learn. You learn every every day's a school day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they then decide that because there's two, there's lots of people trying to leave the town because the French are winning. Yes, they um, are. So they get on a boat and go to the castle, and then they decide they're going to do a lov robbery. Lovely bit of lighting here, very atmospheric, oh, fantastic. Great, and I discovered that um, it's it's Wales. It's Wales, yeah. It's very nice. It looks amazing. This it bit. really does. 
It was a very quite a low budget film, wasn't it? Just a wasn't it a million dollars? Yeah, it wasn't much. It's about that. Yeah, yeah. Just slap bang in the middle of the Napoleonic War. Yeah, he's got a very nice flannel dressing gown with a uh, mm. with a twisted rope belt. Do you remember? Like yeah. a, a woven, very with like dent. three colours. Very lovely. Mm. Mm. Yeah, a dressing gown I always wanted. It was the dressing gown that um, Adrian Mole has when he get, when he has to go to hospital, so he gets his parents to buy him a new one. Yeah, they're nice, those, aren't yeah. they? I, I don't. I think I don't know if I. I, I don't seem to remember me. I, I seem to remember finding the belts, but I don't know whether I had one. I mm. do remember having kung fu pajamas, though, which also had a belt. But that makes them. So you had. Uh, it's interesting you had kung fu pajamas and a belt because that's how poor David Carradine went out. <laughs> <laughs> On the back of a door. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then we meet uh, Ian. Randall Mark. has the map. Mm. And he needs to find the next hole in time. Yes. But you realise there's a bit of a budget decay. What's that mean? Is oh, this, the is castle it? troops. There's a fire. And, mm. the, and the heroes. The little boat, I think, is a what you call a coracle. Yes. Isn't it? Yes. Yeah, a little coracle. A little Welsh boat. Uh, and the, the reason they're there, we're not really sure of their raison d'etre. No. Or their MO, which is... So we've got French and Latin here, so... Um, Reason to be and, and mo modus operandi. Yes. What, what, why are these little men here, and why did they have a map? Mm. Well, they're going to do a robbery. That's right, because they say we are international criminals. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I don't know why they say international, because surely if God made the world and all of the planets, they could be they could be universal universal robbers. As a comedian, I don't remember who it was, but whoever you are, you, you're a genius. I love mm. that, that you just made a simple joke. You went. Why do only um, why do only Earth people enter Mr. Universe? <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. True, isn't it? Yeah, that'd be a good show, wouldn't it? I would, I would, maybe interplanetary Mr. Universe. Planet. Yeah. Hmm. Um, we discover. Oh yes, just to flag up Napoleon's cruelty. Hmm. Innocent townspeople are being executed by firing squad. Yeah. So we get an idea. He's not the nicest. No, but he, well, all he likes. Is little dings hitting each other. Yes. So there's a makeshift theatre set set mm -hmm. up in the grounds of the castle. And my favourite joke is the Punch and Judy man being shot but dying in, in Punch and Judy's voice. Oh, and then eventually giving up and just poking his head up and going, oh, and then collapsing. He's enjoying the Punch and Judy show. He's loving well, it. Well, the general's desperately trying to explain the logistics of war and the fact the mayor wants to surrender, yeah, but he's very nice. none of it. He would like to surrender now, please. And he's like, I can do no the way. punch voice, John. Can you go on then? Without a swazzle. So a swazzle's two, a couple of coins wrapped in paper, I believe. Mm. That's, you know, the thing. Yeah, see, but, I, I didn't know. That's, that's <laughs> very, very good. I know it's not weird when you can. You've too much time on my hands in the past. Yeah, you should incorporate that into some sort of act. I'll, I'll find a way somewhere. Yeah. I mean, surely you could have um, Joe Beasley having sex with a Punch or Judy in the. I'm sure. Well, not future. Joe, but maybe Cheeky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure, Cheeky. Yeah. But I'll put that. On, I'll put that on the back burner, John. Yeah, please. Yeah. And, All right. And yeah. if it gets on telly, I can just nod knowingly that I had a part in that. Yeah, you can. Yeah, I'd you're love right. That. You know, I'd yes. Love that. That's the way to do it. <laughs> So, yeah, Napoleon wants to watch things hitting each other. And then Charles McEwen pops in. I always love seeing Charles McEwen in things. Uh, he introduces Napoleon to his other acts. So he's got Zuzu and Benny, 
Brandon, who ride a unicycle. Yeah. The great Rambozo. Oh, they're on stilts, aren't they, Zuzu and Benny? They are. So they're tall, extra tall. He's mm. not liking this. Not liking that at all. So then you've got the great Rambozo, who again is tall, but he sings and lifts heavy things. He lifts he lift heavy things. <laughs> and then finally... He sing and lift heavy things. The three he's idiots. another tall man. Yeah, very tall, tall man. man. And then the three idiots, again, who are very tall. From they, Latvia. They swallow brushes. <laughs> That's right. Three bearded ladies who swallow brushes. It's very funny. Yeah, but he's not impressed not because he has small man syndrome. He does. He's only five foot one. He is. Is that true? Is that, it must be correct. All this must be correct. It must be. Palin knows his history. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. It's a very funny conceit, though, that he'll only like little things. Not bad. Conquer of Italy and only five foot one, he That's says. That's right. That's there's, there's a reason why the air warden in Dad's army called Mannering Napoleon. The small man syndrome. Yes, that's it. Mm. All right, Napoleon. Yeah. Yeah, get this bus out, Butler. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I, like, I love that. He says, you like the little things eating each other. Yeah. So the theatre manager's about to kill himself with a pistol when our <laughs> heroes arrive. Yeah, the bandits turn up. Who are right up Napoleon Street. They couldn't, the timing couldn't be better. Couldn't be better. What I love is the new music is handed to the band who don't seem very impressed. And no. I put, jazz, great. <laughs> Because be, me and my shadow is a, is a jazz standard, isn't it? it was pro- this is the band is probably Stepney Green and his brother Soylent. It, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, and an Ongar on bass <laughs> from Norway. <laughs> I've had the occasion to go through Stepney Green on the underground a lot lately, and I must admit, I think of that. Always every think time. of that one. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you get the Soylent reference because it's very kind <laughs> of niche sci-fi. That it's very funny. Um, so yes, yeah, so me the, and my shadow. It's a trad arrangement. I noticed. I've, I've got. I've got. It says Kenny Baker, not the Kenny Baker we have in this film. The other no, one was too. One. Of course, you know, yeah. another straw boater kind of stripy blazer type hacker built mm. guy. Mm. It's a and but it's it's the me and my shadow is a trad arrangement that uh, it turns into a full fight. Full I mean, fight. Randall gets a bloody nose. With an Peter hilarious. About to hang himself. Yeah. Oh, the, the 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 directing the comedy directing of when McEwen hangs himself and the curtain comes up to reveal the other two generals is hilariously funny. Brilliant timing because mm. they're conspiring. Yeah. Uh, and as it all completely descends into chaos, Napoleon mm. says it is the best thing that's happened to him ever. since the campaign began. Mm. Ever, yes. And then he says to he says to McEwen, "You stick with these boys. You have a great future." He does, and he dismisses his generals and yeah. says, "I'm going to have some new generals for a bit." <laughs> <laughs> and then he spends his the rest of the evening being very drunk and listing off the heights, eulogising. About little people. Yeah. Do you know what though, John? How tall are you? Six foot. Oh yes, sod. Yes. Yeah, I'm five that. eight, right? Now listen, yeah. I don't mind that. That's average height. But yeah, yeah. It's all those things, you know. Oh, is he tall, dark, and handsome? You just mm. go, oh, yeah. prick me, do I not bleed? And yeah. it's all that, you know. The, the old gypsy telling fortune teller with a crystal ball. Mm. Oh, you're going to meet a tall, dark stranger. Mm. And you just think, shut up. Yeah. So you can understand why little men shout and are angry. Well, society is very unforgiving for people who are anyway different, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we have to make up for it in some way, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, sometimes the old the old creator puts in a little bit of spice for people who of are lacking. Yeah. You know, you know, you, you, yeah. You, but you make up for it in other ways. Yeah. So I've got a list of the people: Alexander the Great, five foot exactly. Mm. 
Uh, one short and Napoleon. Oliver Cromwell, not a big man at all. <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut to the generals who are yeah. in long johns, yeah. freezing. No uniform. Pink, actually. I like the fact that someone's washed a red sock with them. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and the time bandits because the time bandits have their uniforms and do you know what by the magic of, of, of magic they fit yes yeah yeah that, that, that makes sense Louis XIV five foot two half mm. yeah Charlemagne a dopey little five footer <laughs> Attila the un five footer half five foot half he says <laughs> I love that five foot half <laughs> Cyrano de Bergerac, three, five foot three half, <laughs> and the Tamboulin the Great, four foot nine. So that's the list. I mean, that's a pretty good list of uh, small people to be in company with. Well, yeah, I mean, God, Attila the Horn. I mean, mm. I mean, there's some serious conquerors there. You, you, yeah. I mean, despite the height, you wouldn't, you wouldn't cross any of them, would you? Oh, no. no. So Napoleon passes out drinking what mm. I presume, John, is mm. Napoleon brandy. Oh, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So they, they take all his treasure in a big curtain. They do. They wrap it up in a giant tapestry. Mm. Get it, Randall says. Get it. Mm. And I just think, yeah. And the tapestry will be worth a few quid as well. It's a, it's a great move. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it can't be underlined how good David Rappaport in this, is in this, by the way. Oh, he's fantastic. But it's very sad, you know, because he... he, 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 he do you know, John, it was a very bad year the day that he, he, he suddenly took his own life. And, he did, and, and, yeah. and the same year... Hervé Villachez took his. He did, yeah. It was a bad... It was... It's, it's not... It, it's sad, isn't it? Very sad, yeah. We've got old Tattoo on the man, the man from Fantasy Island and, mm. and uh, Shades, you know, the amazing Randall in this. I mean, he was in L.A. Law, didn't he? he fell for... L.A. Law. He got his own, t- his, his own show about a, a genius inventor. He was thriving, wasn't he? I think it was called The Wizard. And then he was in... When he died, he was in Star Trek The Next Generation. So, yeah. It's, it's oh. very sad. So very sad. Yeah, but he was in. He wasn't he in Ken Campbell's stuff originally. Uh, Ken well, Campbell's that, those twenty-four hour plays he used to. Yeah, do. I think he was. Oh in right, I've never seen one of. Them. Have you ever seen one of those? No, no, God. No, no, no. I've seen the Kiefer no. Sutherland one. Have you? <laughs> twenty-four. Oh yeah. sure, you got me. Outline <laughs> and see. I thought it was like some experiment in Edinburgh this year. <laughs> You really got me then, John. Sorry about that. I can't imagine that golf. Keeper <laughs> Sutherland, a 24-hour play. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they, 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 turn, they, they tell all the soldiers to about turn. Yes. Uh, and they walk all no. the treasure up to a hole. You do. And Strutter searches for the time hole while they strip Napoleon of his wealth, including his golden hand. Yes. He's only got thirty seconds to get to the time hole. It's, it's mm. a, and it, was it? They've got it turns midnight. They've dragged all their ill-gotten gains past the guards. Mm. But I do love the special effects of the disappearing door. It's so good. It, it's such a great effect. Yeah. Nineteen eighty-one. I'm buying it one hundred percent. Yeah. But they fall through to the middle. They land in the Middle Ages. Middle Ages. Yes. Five hundred years before the people we just robbed were born. That's right. And it's Sir Vincent and Mistress Pansy Love in a it. horse-drawn carriage in Middle Age England. Middle mm. Ages England. Yeah. Randall is clueless, and it's Kevin that comes to the historical rescue because mm. he's 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 a bit of a history whiz, isn't he? He is. He's like Dan Snow. Uh, the problem is, is much better. You have to wear the um, he, 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 the personal problem is much better. But it's quite vague. What's got what his issue is? No. He, yeah. Do you think you know, John? 
I don't think I don't. He said know. the personal problem is much better, and I don't have to wear the special thing anymore. Yes. Now we assume. I don't know. I don't. I well, don't he needs this. fruit when it kicks in. Well, it sounds like a. Sh- sh- if he needs, yes, he does need fruit. Yeah, so I, must I need fruit. fruit. Well, that suggests to me a shocking constipation and mm. need of a fibrous fruit diet. Well, when he gets under stress, it kicks in. So mm. it's a mystery. Maybe he's got an IBS, a, a middle age version. Middle, middle age ages. IBS. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so, so he doesn't have to wear the special thing anymore. And then at that point, there's heroes crash through the roof of the carriage. Mm. And, they, um, and they run away. They run away. They do run away. And that's where we they accidentally let slip that the Napoleon raid was their first crime. Exactly, and he, they weren't international criminals. No. It, was their fir- it was their first tryout. Going to be, going to be, going to be. And at this point, um, they 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 said that they worked for the Supreme Being, mm. and um, uh, this again, and this brilliant, the kind of brilliant out there comedy, probably you know Gilliam. Of course, we've not mentioned yet. No. That's true. The genius of Terry Gilliam, whose yeah. vision this entire thing was. Yes, I was going to get to it in a bit, but yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, because uh, this thing is because uh, he, he's quite a surrealist. Is is Terry? Mm. And uh, uh, they, 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 you know, they, 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 they create the the super beings created everything, evil and men and women and and, and uh, but um, they 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 made the, the their their special department for the super beings was trees and shrubs, wasn't That's it? That's right. Yeah, and they got but, sacked for creating the pink bunker do. That's quite correct, which mm. is bright red and smells terrible. Yeah, and 600 feet high. <laughs> That's it. It's bright. It's called the Pink Bunker Do. Yeah. But it's bright red. And it was Oz's idea. Og's idea, sorry. You see, the fabric of the universe is far from perfect because it takes seven days to make. Mm. So that rather than re- repair the time holes, why not capit- capitalise on, on them? Yeah, and that's when they realised there is great wealth to be had and through the portals. Yeah, and they ask Kevin to join them. Yeah, they do, because uh, Fidget takes a very early liking to Kevin. He does indeed. He's very much Team Kevin all the way through this film. Yeah, and this is the, the one of the bits where I love the joke. That's kind of like it's an organic joke that grows, and they all go, "What should we drink to?" Yeah, and he says, "Well, let's drink to Stinking Rich," and he goes, "Stinking Rich, Stinking Rich," and one goes, "Oh, don't forget Kevin," yeah. and he goes, "Yes, yeah, Stinking Kevin." Wonderful. It made me laugh out loud. It's wonderful. And I was going to say that Terry Gilliam came up with the idea when he was trying to get Brazil made and it weren't happening. So he thought he'd do like a kind of kids' adventure film. And then he thought it would be great to do it at a kid's level, eye level. And then he thought, well, you can't have loads of grown-ups with him. So I'll get little people. So they're all at the same eye level. So it's the trio of films, isn't it? It's a trilogy. kind of. Yeah, the Dreamer trilogy, I think it's called. Yeah, it's this... Um, Brazil and um, is it Munchausen Munchausen Baron von Munchausen that's it those three yeah this is my favourite of his I must say yeah me too 100% Mm. Kevin Mm. takes a picture of the bandits holding the map yeah which becomes important which is very very useful to them later and we cut back to Patsy and Vincent who've been tied to a tree and and robbed by the local vagabonds yeah now one of them uh, when I was a little kid, I was obsessed with him because one of them, uh, I think he's called Neil McCarthy. He's, he was he played um, Calabos in Clash of the Titans. I know exactly who. Yeah. Yes. Which used to scare the bejesus out of me. As Terrifying. Well. Mm. Yes, it's, it's a very satanic kind of creation. Mm. A satyr. 
Um, oh, yeah, he is scary. That Calabos. The 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 one in um, the the remake that the, the, I, I didn't think was, you know. No, it was Jason Fleming, wasn't it? I know. I've got. I, I like Jason very much, but I, mm. you know. I just I like the old one, like Harryhausen. So. I, I didn't like the remake because they they did the Medusa sequence and they did it all CG and made it like really quick. Whereas yeah, the beauty fast. of the original is it's so slow and creeping and yeah, scary. Yeah, yeah, it is, but it's like the suspense is there, isn't it? Mm, yeah. No, that Crash of Titans remake is terrible. So don't watch it if you haven't. It was a big no. Don't bother. Yeah. Uh, um, do you think our heroes will rescue them? Anyway, the the vagabonds arrive to rob them, and then they yep. do nothing but again, uh, Long Johns um, mm. to to protect their privacy. Yeah. Uh, but then it, the the problem's begun again. So he, that, this is where he needs the fruit. Yeah, we should mention Shelley Duval. Yes, we should. Andy. Is this post Shining? I was going to say, is this around the time? This is post Shining. Yes. Yeah, yeah so. she still seems, seems to be old in it. I suppose she'd be very grateful to do this kind of film oh, after what Kubrick the, brought her through. The levity of this, yeah. Oh, she's great so, in this. She only does two scenes. Brilliant. Yeah. Her, her, her English accent's absolutely on point. Absolutely. Yeah, she's great in it, and she's just so funny. Like, well, we get there on the Titanic bit, where she keeps rolling her eyes backwards in pleasure. Yes, so funny. <laughs> yes, it's funny. Mm. But, so the the, the 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 bandits. There's there's two lots of bandits about now. Mm. We've got our our time bandits, and then of course we've got we've, we will discover what bandits these are. They're snared by the old classic rope round the foot. Elastic, you know. Yeah. I don't know how those this actually works. No. It's been used in many a jungle Tarzan type film. Mm. Uh, I really never understood how a, a simple noose. It must be attached to a bent branch, I suppose. I think that, or like a big that's the leverage log. The physics of mm. it, the weighted log, like Predator. Yeah, exactly. Which I was... <laughs> that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Oh yeah, I watched that recently. I've, uh, I did. Fantastic. Well, yeah. I love yeah. Prey as well, but that was, great. that was very good. Great film. Mm. Um, they're snared. What do we yeah. do now? Randall, leave them to the. Uh, what, what, what? This is where, where, where Randall actually shines. You think, mm. well, because he wants to be leader and he's a bit of a big head and he's a, his ego, he's a, he's a narcissist, really, in the Randall, isn't he? Yeah. And he, 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 he the, this is where he's quizzed by the, the, the uh, vagabonds of the, of the forest. Who's like a really incoherent Glaswegian. Who's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. He's brilliant. brilliant. He goes, yeah. would you? <sighs> Uh, what's your, what's your tattoo face? He goes, what's your tattoo face, scumbag, stuff at nothing? He goes, robbers? He goes, foolish robbers. Mm. The worst. Mm. He goes, would you stop at nothing? Robbers? Foolish robbers. The worst. Stop at nothing? Nothing at all. Steal the cups of our beggar's hands. Rather. Yeah. The teeth from blind old ladies. Of course. <laughs> the toys from children. Whenever we can. <laughs> And then there's a bit of leering. <laughs> and he looks at the boys the rest of the time, but he goes, they always crack in the end. Yeah. So Randall says, why don't we have a link up with gangs and see yeah. what your boss says? You know, it's like a bit of a kind of mafia, you know. So there's a, you know, maybe the New Jersey mob might work with the New York boys. Yeah. You know? The Gambinos and the, the, the Philipsons. <laughs> yeah, that's the I'm Randalls saying. and the Hoods. Yeah. Robin so he suggests a link Yeah. Exactly. Mm. So they cut to an arm wrestle. Oh. Or a particularly, not particularly strong man. I like these oh. kind of, I love that kind of uh, framing where they sort of like establish it. Yeah. To give you an idea what kind of, what kind of, what, what the vibration. There's two good gags here because he rips the arm off. The arm comes clean off. And then some lads are having a spitting contest. 
That's right. And you get a good rule of three. You get one spit hitting a pan, second spit hits the pan, and then Wally walks past and goes, because he gets one in the and eye. They get, and they get him, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um, and then they, they, they walk past the pasty, motley crew of vagabonds mid-spitting competition. Hmm. It's spelt Motley Crew, interestingly enough, with speech dictate, exactly how the band spell it, with the umlaut. Oh, with the umlaut. Over the o and the, yeah, oh. over the O and U. Does that mean you have to go make a sex tape? Uh, yeah, and play drums upside down. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. That was him, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He got stuck name? once. To- Tommy Rogerson? What was his name? Tommy to- Lee. Tommy Lee. Yeah, yeah. Tommy Lee, yeah. yes. And uh, it's of, it is, of course, who, uh, the uh, forest dwelling vagabonds, of course, are no less the, the, the majestic John Cleese is Robin Hood. He's very good, yeah. I mean, he's had good practice because he's announced, it's announced today that he's going to go be doing GB News. Yes. Um, so he's had good practice of hanging around with the very worst people. Absolutely. Jolly good. And do you know what the, do you know what I made a note here? The glass we, oh, the glass we just take, mm. just like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know what his name is? What? Redgrave. Lovely. <laughs> Love it. That's Just the most unlikely name for Did you know someone from the Gorbals. That Cleese based his performance on the Duke of Kent, watching him having meaningless conversations with footballers at FA Cup finals. Of course. Of course it is. And what do you do? Really? Mm. really? God, surely could. Mm. Do you enjoy have... robbing then? Mm. Helps pay the rent, sir. How and how long? This is my favourite joke. How yeah. long have you been a robber? Four foot one. Four foot one. <laughs> but have you? Jolly good. <laughs> have you met them, the poor? Have you met the poor? Sorry, the poor. You you really like the poor because they haven't got two pennies to rub together. That's why they're poor. And then now the the, the, high, the side the the sidekick that you like looks like an mm. acromegalic Bruce Bruce Forsyth, <laughs> <laughs> who plays a who is it in Clash, John? He's Calabos. Calabos, yes. Mm. And he's you know what his name is? What? Marion. Mm. That's Marion. That's right. That's a brilliant joke. Robin Marion. That's yeah. him. Yeah. Love it. But the deal's misconstrued and they realise they're donating the ill-gotten gains to the poor. That's right. Oh, they'll be especially grateful. Mm. And they but get then thumped. this is genius. of the, 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 the There's a bit of overcranking, isn't there, here? Oh, lots of it. Yeah. Yeah, lots of it. I love it, though, in this context. Yeah. He goes, hey, oh, yeah, you'll take He goes, what, what, what did he say? He goes, what did he say? And then Marion says, he said, yeah, what, with Christmas coming up and all. Yeah. And then... <laughs> And then he wallops them. Yep. Really hard. Yeah. And then John Cleese, and there's one like a little old lady gets her absolute hiding. Yep. So fast that she's literally, I think she's one of them that pulled on a rope. Mm. So she leaves frame so quickly. Yeah. Cleese says, Is this absolutely necessary? And Marion replies, and he goes, I just find it. Yeah. He goes, oh, He says he's afraid it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that whole routine oh. for me. Oh, and then he says, gold. "If any of you would like to stay," and Kevin's very much, "Yes, I would he love will. to." Yes, well, he doesn't really enjoy his life of materialism and fear kitchens at home, really, is it? No. But he wants to break free, doesn't he? Yeah, and the idea of being a vagabond and robbing for the poor. And that's where we get my other favourite joke, where he says, uh, "And what's your name?" And as Kevin's about to say it, he gets dragged away, so he just gets Ket Ket. Kevin, goodbye. Oh, goodbye, Ket. Jolly good. And then you get that. What awful people. Yes. Like the wall, paper, to the wall. Like the to the sea. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.